0: Hello there, this is Evangelist Timothy Groover, coming to you from the Ashtabula Holiness Bibles for the Blind studio here in Ashtabula, Ohio. Today on the Word of the King, we are going to be having part four of our series on the heart of man and the church. It is written in Ecclesiastes 8, verse 4, Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, What doest thou? Today on the Word of the King, I'm going to be teaming up here with evangelist Ken Wolfgang. and We're going to be splitting the message here up today, but we're going to be focusing on St. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 12, where Jesus said, Therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do even so to them. This is the law and the prophets. I've got have a quick word of prayer here. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would just touch me and evangelist Ken Wolfgang and as us fresh, Lord God, to speak clearly and with boldness and authority the oracles of you, the living God, by the power of your Holy Ghost. Fill us afresh, Lord God, as we get into this matter of doing unto others as we would have them to do unto us. Oh, it's one thing to preach that, Lord God. It's another thing to live it. Father, we pray, dear Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would help us now, dear Lord God, to shoot forth our works with a good conversation and may we be zealous of good works as your as your saints lord god and may you minister to save and unsaved delight now through this message dear lord god we pray in jesus name to start off now here in the word of the king we're going to have a song called the city of refuge and just remember folks jesus christ he is the city of refuge that's who he that's that city of refuge that is who that is symbolic it's a type of jesus christ and how we run to him and shelter in him Because we ourselves have indeed been guilty of shedding innocent blood, for it was our sin to put the innocent Lamb of God on that cross. I'm so thankful he hung there. I'm so thankful he died for me. Is that the utterance of your heart tonight? Consider the City of Refuge.
1: a man he could run to when he found himself in trouble Any golf he spanned and bought my liberty. Now I can run to God's only Son. He's a city of refuge for me.
0: Christ, my personal city of refuge, are you, or should I say, have you fled to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, your personal city of refuge tonight, whereby you're hidden from the wrath to come, hidden from the power of sin and Satan? Again, here in the Word of the King, we're talking tonight, this fourth part of our series on the heart of man in the church, and we're really hammering tonight on this matter of therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you do ye even so to them for this is the law and the prophets before I uh, hand over to maybe it was Kenneth Wolfgang I would just like to say a few things and by the help of God the Father and the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ my Lord I'm going to set the stage for him real well it's written in James chapter 2 verse 5 Hearken, my beloved brethren know ye not that God hath chosen the poor of this world rich in faith whom he hath made heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him Kenneth is not the richest individual materially. He'll tell you that. In fact, he'll even tell you straight up. Materially speaking, he's very poor, but praise God. He'll tell you, he, like myself and like all who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, got those riches in Christ Jesus that are eternal, reserved up in the heavens that can never be taken away. And it is also written in the book of Exodus, in the context of Exodus, chapter 4. The Lord's having a conversation here with Moses as he's given Moses his original call to go out and be the deliverer for the children of Israel there in the days of the Exodus. And the Lord said unto him, who hath made man's mouth or who maketh the dumb or deaf, the seen or the blind? Have not I the Lord. I know there are some of you preachers, some of you Christians out there perhaps listening to this tonight. And and if you had a radio program of your own, much like I do, and, and you had a preacher who you knew was physically blind, like Kenneth also is, uh, you'd probably think twice before you'd let him get on your radio program with you, wouldn't you? Well, God help you. God help teach you a little bit of humility because ultimately, I can honestly tell you, I see just fine physically as well as spiritually. I don't got a problem having a physically blind man stand next to me and preach on my radio program as long as he's got something worth saying. And it's like this. If you've got a problem with that, God help you. God teach you some humility. By the grace of God, I've been taught some humility by my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the fact that i got some infirmities of my own, albeit like epilepsy, and God knows I've been misunderstood a time or two myself, even by those in the church, much like Kenneth has been misunderstood by those in the church of his, concerning his infirmity. Nevertheless, it's like I was thinking earlier this past week as I was in my heart meditating and praying to God. It's like, Jesus, if i got to be somebody's punching bag for you so they don't make the same mistake with somebody else that they made with me, then so be it. Because I'm not going to get off on a tangent. I'll tell you right now, there is a pastor in his church right now. Oh am I? Because this preacher falsely accused me of coming to his church one Sunday morning. Telling me that I was there to find a wife. When I told him straight up I wasn't. And this was the second time this happened. He looked at me and he told me to turn around and leave. Basically told me to never come back. Hey preacher, if you're listening, I just want you to know Jesus Christ went with me. Well, it's like this. We're talking about the heart of man tonight and the church. It's like this. God made the deaf. He made the blind. He made them that way, so why don't you love them that way? It's like this. God says in the context of the one book of Moses, it is he the Lord who giveth power to get wealth. He maketh the poor. He maketh the rich. Okay, so he made this man poor, you might say. All right, God made him that way, so why don't you love him that way? Stop being a hypocrite. You want to take the mode out of your brother's eye, take the beam out of your own eye first. Jesus Christ made it clear with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. With what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. This pastor I just made reference to, he's finding out about it along with this church real well right now, because last time I heard, it, they're busy fighting. in chance township, a strip club, that's due and that's set to go in down the street from one of the members in that church. who, by the way, was totally innocent in the matter. I'm telling you right now, my friend, even these Baptist churches with their King James Bible, man, they're all screwed up. Many of you King James Bible preachers, you don't got an ounce of humility about you. That's why you would never think of getting next to this blind man on your radio program if you had one. Shame, shame, shame on you. Oh, you're just as proud as the devil, aren't you? Like my preacher brother would (laughs) say. You're so proud, you're just busy sniffing the devil's rear end, aren't you? Yeah, man. At this point, I'm going to give it over right now to Kenneth Wolfgang. We're talking about doing unto others as you would have them do unto you, professing Christian. Listen up and listen up good. Here you go, Kenneth.
2: Uh, brother, you're just gonna have to excuse me. Sometimes that, you, you you'll say a point, and I just have to shout. But then again, uh, some people just need to get their shatter fixed. Amen. <laughs> hey, man! As another uh, evangelist preacher, street preacher would say, they need to get their shatter fixed. That's what's wrong with America. <laughs> hey, man! Uh, most Christians, their shatter's been broke a long time ago. <laughs> and but the problem is, they need to uh, remember in heaven. Uh, there's a little small problem they might as well practice while they're down here because that's exactly what they'll be doing up there. Amen. But, as he said, we're now in our next part. This, we're talking about Matthew 7. Now, let me ask you, speaking of not only me, but he himself, Brother Tim here, let me ask you a question to that preacher that was out there. Now, I'm going to ask my own question. Matthew 7, 12. Take a good, close look at that verse, in it's... But let's slow it down. Everybody reads that so fast they don't even get 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 what it says. Now let me slow it down for you. As ye would that men should do to you. Now let's stop. Stop, stop, stop. Preacher, I want you to look at that. Before you go another word further, stop right there. Mr. Baptist Preacher, I want you to look at that. As ye would that men should do to you. I want you to look at it close. If you had an inconvenience, and I don't say infirmity, I don't use all these fancy terms, I say inconvenience, whether it be blindness, deafness, whatever. If you took and walked into a church right now, whether you're poor, blind, or whatever, you walked into a church and were treated just the way you treated this dear brother on this program, How If you were treated that way, how would you like it? I know exactly what you'd say right now. Well, I don't like that. I wouldn't like that. Well, then you need to read the rest of the verse. Do ye unto them likewise. It said you're supposed to do it first. But furthermore, Matthew seven twelve goes on to give us a little pointer. It points us to Matthew 25. What you did to him... I hope you're holding on to your seat. And I hope you're sitting because if you're not and you ain't got your seatbelt buckled on, you're going to fall out of it. This man is a Christian. Matthew twenty-five forty does not say, Whatsoever you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me. It did not say that. Read it carefully. And Jesus saith unto them, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Whatsoever you have done unto the least of these notice the next two words my brethren My brethren now who are his brethren? Jesus made that pretty clear too in the scripture. His mother was seeking him. The disciples came to him, asked, said, Look, your mother's seeking you. And he says, Who is my mother? My brothers and my sister, and he pointed to those who was following him. And he said, "They that do the will of my father." Excuse me. When you kicked that man out, to those preachers that treated me like trash, since I'm saved, when you kicked me out, you didn't kick us out. So it's not Tim's place, nor is it my place to get even with you. Let me tell you something. It is Jesus' place, as he said. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. He said, it is him you did it to. Now, let me tell you something. He's got your hide. He's got your number. And he knows how to get you. Now, let me give you a personal testimony. I had a brother, a physical brother, not in Christ. I'm talking about physical brother who borrowed forty dollars from me no more saved than a lamp no more saved than a telephone pole and i know how saved some telephone poles can be they'd like to walk out in front of you okay (laughs) i know i got a black and blue eye not too long ago for serious truth and uh, and brother tim knows i'm telling the truth about this one no the pole didn't have literal legs but it might as well had the way it jumped out in front of me okay but the fact is This physical brother in my family, blood family, borrowed $40 from me. He says, I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. I said, okay. You can borrow the money from me, but I had a feeling he'd never pay me back anyway. And I told him, I'm not going to call the police if you don't pay me back. I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to go after you. I'm not going to make you sign no paperwork. I said, because I know that if you don't pay me back, There's a God in heaven who's going to have your number, and he'll take care of it out of your hide either way. Less than a year later, he had never paid me back. I didn't go to court. I didn't do any of that. And you know what? One year later, hello, preachers, God did have his hide. That man was in federal prison. God knows your number. He knows how to get his revenge. He knows how to get his vengeance. I don't have to get mine. Tim don't have to get his, but Jesus will. Because, see, Matthew 7 makes it plain. It's not my place to do to you dirt. It is not Tim's place to do to you dirt. It's our place to do to you the way we want you to do to us. It's our place to do first. Now, let me share some verses they have been life verses for me for many years. And the sad part is, you know, I didn't hear these first in the church. That's the sad part. But when I first heard them read, they became life verses to me. And I want to take us through them very slowly. I want to savor them. But first, I'm going to have Brother Tim read them. For everybody, and I want you to read them, Brother Tim, nice and slow so we can savor them. And then after you read them, I want to take and look at them very closely, okay? Are those Psalm 15? Psalm 15, how'd you guess?
0: (laughs) While I'm turning there, let me just say this, too. Jesus Christ said in St. Matthew 18, and I'm I'm appalled by how many professing Christians don't believe in following this order. He said, when you have an offense against your brother, you go and you talk to him. How many of you professing Christians out there, whether or not you truly be saved, well, I'll let God be the but How many of you professing Christians out there, when you've got an offense against your brother, you don't go talk to him about it. You go talk to everybody else about it. Gossip, gossip, gossip. Oh, i got a prayer request. Oh, yeah. You make your prayer meetings real unsanctified when you do that business, my friend. You ought to repent. Jesus Christ said, you go to your brother first, and if he won't hear you out, then you take it to the church. The fact is, I followed that specific order with this pastor, Because ultimately, I believe one of the elders in his church still had a bone to pick with me about something. And he still wouldn't talk to me about it. And ultimately, whatever kind of bickering, whatever kind of backbiting was going on behind the scenes, I believe the devil used as a stumbling block ultimately this pastor. The sad thing was, dear listener, he only had to let me go in there one more week. I wasn't going back next week. Only two times altogether I went down. And the fact is, one of the members at the church invited me to go down in the first place, which is why I went. I wasn't there to find a wife. Again, preacher, if you're listening, when you asked me to leave, Jesus Christ went with me. But anyways, Psalm 15. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell on thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness, and speaketh the truth in his heart, he that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose isles a vile person is condemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt, and changeth not, he that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh... Reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. We're just over the twenty-minute mark here in the Word of the King, Kenneth.
2: Now, I just want you to take a look at those real quick. Those attributes, okay? You notice he asks a rhetorical question first: Who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall? He's asking about who's going to end up with him. Who's going to end up in heaven? Well, it's sure not going to be a bunch of hicks, liars, as you've heard in previous parts of this um, uh, series. It's going to be people that have a good standing with him. Now, you notice he says, he that walketh uprightly. Now, what does that mean? Well, obviously, it's people that are not liars, cheats, adulterers, Drunkards, fornicators, <laughs> backbiters, <laughs> gossips—those who love love boat, Santa <laughs> Barbara, general adultery—as the stomach churns. <laughs> I know now we're stepping on some toes tonight. So let me tell you something: he's not going to like that stuff. Because that ain't going to be up there. The only thing that's going to be up there what's holy. And then he goes on to say, He that walk, up, walketh uprightly and speaketh what the truth in his heart, not out his mouth. See, because what comes out of the heart is what defile doesn't defile the man. See, what defiles a man is what comes out of the heart. Because, see, that's what defines you. See, it's not what goes in your mouth. It's what comes out of your mouth that defiles you. Remember what he, Brother Tim, just spoke in the previous message. He said what comes out of your heart. It's not what goes in. One preacher had the gall one time speaking on that verse about what goes in, not what goes in the mouth, but what comes out. He had the gall to say, well, smoking won't send you to hell but it'll get you to heaven a lot faster. Excuse me, Mr. Smoker. I just want to pull over and park for about five seconds on this. Uh, If that were the case, two things. A, God would have put a smokestack on the top of your head. And secondly, why is it that that very first cigarette that you puffed on, why was you coughing and spitting and sputtering so much? I think Jesus is trying to tell you something right then. (laughs) Amen. Uh, so I, I could pull over and pull on, park on that cigarette thing about 10 hours, but I'm just going to stop right there. Now, secondly, secondly, he says, speak of the truth in his heart. Now, how do you speak the truth in your heart? Well, the next few points make that plain. He said that you don't backbite with your tongue. You ever go around like this preacher's been doing or other, or go to your around behind your neighbor? Well, you know what Sister Sally said. When Sister Sally ain't around, you know. Oh, I, you you see that hat the Sister Susan had on today? Oh, and Sister Barbara's dress. Oh, how scandalous! And you know, Brother Bob. Well, did you see how often he's been hanging around the pianist? Well, how do you know that he hasn't been? Taking that pianist home from church because her car broke down. Did you ever check out the facts before you started yak, yak 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 yak, running the old mouth trap? And one of the most powerful verses I find in this set. It says, "And he that swears to his own hurt and changes not." When was it that you made a promise? That's what it means to swear. It doesn't mean cussing and swear, uh, using bad language. It means making a promise, an oath. The Bible says, perform unto the Lord thine oaths. When did you ever make a promise and not change what you said even when it hurt, when it cost? And then finally, putting out your money to usury, trying to make a profit. Hello, churches. How many credit cards you got in your in your possession, churches? Put out your money to usury, trying to make more money. You're supposed to be a non-profit organization. If you're making more money, you're a profit, for profit. It says, if you do those things found in Psalm 15, you'll never be moved. Why? Because you got Jesus and not the money bank. Well, now I want to turn this back to Brother Tim, so let him close us out this
0: year program. Amen. As we start to slowly wind down here in the Word of the King. Thanks again, Evangelist Kenneth Wolfgang. This is uh, Evangelist Timothy Grover, and I just want to say, uh, Jesus said in the context of St. Matthew 18 that I was speaking of earlier, he said, after Peter asked him, how many times, Lord, do I forgive my brother? And Jesus made it clear. He said, 70 times 7. And I do... I have long ago forgiven uh, this pastor of his treatment of me and, and also the one elder there at the church who basically to this day continues to carry a chip on his shoulder. When there was a very, very good explanation for what happened, but ultimately, I will now manifest that forgiveness by once again asking you to pray for Pastor Dan Warner and Antioch 1611 Baptist Church as they continue to fight this strip club that is pretty much set go in, uh, down on, off of Route 74 in Chanceford Township. Right now, the only reason why it hasn't gone in is because Pastor Dan Warner and Antioch 1611 Baptist Church, among others, are putting up a fight to keep it from going in. I told the, uh, the gentleman who is trying to start it, the gentleman by the name of Terry Sutton, if you pray, those of you who are believers listening to this, if you would not only pray for Pastor Dan Warner and Antioch 1611 Baptist Church. As they continue to fight this strip club going in and also pray that god would show the pastor and this one elder they error their way and uh, their treatment not only myself but perhaps others as well so like i said earlier i don't got a problem being a punching bag for jesus okay if that means somebody learning a valuable lesson and not treating others as they treated me and ultimately walking in obedience to jesus christ i don't got a problem with it but ultimately I'm told the guy who's trying to start it, his name's terry sutton and if you pray for his salvation along with the salvation of his two main assistants I told the one's name, I believe, is Gabe, and the other one, I believe, his name is Chad. I think is what I was formed of by the one individual. So pray for Terry Sutton, pray for Gabe, pray for Chad, that God would speak to their hearts in a mighty way, and pray that God would give me wisdom in terms of how he would uh, use not only me and my prayers, but also, and perhaps any discussions that I may have first hand with Terry Sutton, because ultimately, I think Terry Sutton, if I'm not mistaken, used to live down the street from where I grew up, and then he eventually ended up uh, divorcing his wife and their daughter, Susan, if it's the guy I think it is, graduated uh, a year uh, after me from Dallas-Town Area High School. Before I'll say none, if he is who I think he is, Lord, I may actually sit down and try to reason with him a little bit, and persuade him for righteousness' sake, through faith in Jesus Christ our Lord. But again, we're told, but the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars of their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. One lies all it takes to make you a liar. Jesus said, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John the Baptist declared, He that believeth on the Son, Jesus Christ, hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Call upon him today, sinner. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover, the Word of the King. Till next time, God bless you and yours.